So one of the cool things about this form or this uh, piece of our overall resilience or overall mental toughness mindset is that we get to make a choice on how we approach different situations. Welcome to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast, where we give you real tools to train ultimate humor performance both on and off the emergency scene. I'm your host, Kevin Housley. Let's get to it. Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast is brought to you by BruteForceTraining.com. Enter the code Firefighter Craftsmanship at checkout for 10% off your entire order. Brute Force Training provides unstable and odd object load training systems that are adaptable to meet whatever needs you want, and they will absolutely give you all that you can handle. Check out their new adaptive filler design, which allows customization down to five pound increments. This is a great option for ease of entry for yourself and your crew to get relevant odd object training that will help you perform on the emergency scene. So BruteForceTraining.com and enter the code FirefighterCraftsmanship for a 10% off your entire cart. Welcome back to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast where we coach you to deal with the stressors of the job as a first responder as well as how to thrive off duty. Uh, today's topic, we're gonna talk about mindset and how to win the day. <clears throat> so the definition from Webster on mindset is a mental attitude or inclination or a fixed state of mind. It's kind of an interesting uh, paradigm there where we have, you know, one definition from the dictionary that kind of talks about like, hey, an attitude and an approach or maybe just a general trend on how you approach things with an inclination um, and then a glaring contradiction to that of a fixed state of mind. And when I hear fixed state of mind, I think, oh, wow, that's pretty hard to break out of. Um, and for sure, for some of us, and depending on the situation, for all of us, we absolutely have an inclination, a certain approach, a certain attitude, and at sometimes a fixed state of mind. So in preparation for this podcast, I thought I should probably write down what is my definition of mindset. And what I came up with was an approach or choice in how you react, calculate, or forecast a situation or event. And so with our mindsets, that's one of the cool things about this form or this uh, piece of our overall resilience or overall mental toughness mindset is that we get to make a choice on how we approach different situations. And sometimes in our job as emergency responders, um, that choice is just a default. So based on what you get dispatched to, you might have a default mentality towards that sort of call. It might even be tied to a certain address or if you know what patient you're going to see, that mindset might change. It might even change from the first time you see that patient in one shift to the third or fourth time you see that patient in the exact same shift. But really when it comes down to it is mindset is a choice. And so today we're gonna to kind of dive into how can we influence and control our mindset? How can we build it? How can we train it? And then I also get into just some brief brain neuroscience on a kind of a cool new development in the scientific world, at least cool new for me, of called myelin. So let's jump in. So we have roughly 70,000 to 80,000 thoughts per day. And these thoughts all contribute to our over mentality and overall approach to different situations. So again, we'll talk about awareness as foundational. Have you really ever thought about what you're thinking about? Or do those thoughts just kind of come and go? Sometimes we jump on, on those thoughts and we ride them. Um, positive thoughts, negative thoughts. 
Um, sometimes we create a bunch of narratives that turn out to not be true. Sometimes that we try to forecast those narratives and they do become true. Um, and sometimes really based on our mindset and our approach or our thought life, the things that we start to think about become true because we're kind of forecasting them into the world. So kind of the exercise right from the jump for this week is really start to pay attention to what are you thinking about? What is your mindset? What is your approach? And then start to track that and look at that all through different situations. Is your mindset and approach different when you're driving to work than it is when you're driving home? Or is your mindset different um, if you're working in a different station or with a different shift or overtime or something like that? Um, how does your mindset ebb and flow? How about after the new year and maybe you have some of those resolutions, which we kind of talked about in last episode, how does your mindset help you or hurt you when you're trying to break old habits or build new habits? How do our routines play into this? How, how about our sleep? Or if you're having trouble sleeping or having trouble falling back asleep, what is your mindset that's tied to things like your bed or your bedroom or your sleeping arrangement if you're on a 24-hour shift or something like that? And, and figure out maybe if that's where you're having a little bit of trouble falling back asleep, it might just be tied to what is your general overall approach? And we're going to get really deep into sleep here coming up soon. Um, but just start to think about what is my mindset around rest and relaxation? What is my mindset around tactical fitness? What is my mindset around 911 response? On and on and on. What is my mindset around relationships? Am I setting myself up for success? Or am I walking into that situation already on edge um, or apathetic or anxious, um, start, to, start to try to pin these things down a little bit. And why this is so important is really our thought life, when we have 70 to 80,000 thoughts per day, especially if we have a thought where we ruminate on it, meaning we keep coming back to it or we can't let it go, or we just think and think and think and think and think on it, and we just can't really ever escape the confines of that thought itself. When we do that, we start to build basically super highways in our brain. And so the more that we think about something, um, this is habit formation as well. The more that we do something, the more that we think about something, the more comfortable it becomes, the more we actually don't really think about doing it. We just, we walk in the door and maybe you always hang your key in one spot. Well, that probably didn't happen right from the jump. You probably lost your keys enough where you got frustrated enough. You had enough pain where you said, okay, I'm tired of losing my keys. So I'm going to hang them in the exact same spot every time. And so that would be that thought pattern that now when you walk in the door, you just have this habit where you hang your keys up and you don't even really think about it. That concept applies to your mindset as well. And so let's take a step back here real quick and look at the three different types of mindset that we can have. We can have a positive mindset, we can have a negative mindset, and then we can have the no mind. And so no mind is really flow. And we're not going to talk about flow in this episode specifically, um, but flow would be that time where you've been able to either in a creative environment or hopefully at work you've experienced flow as well, where you are just connecting things together without consciously thinking about the thoughts that they're producing or the actions that you're supposed to do. And so this would be back into that automaticity principle of things are just happening without you actually thinking about them. You might be looking at other critical factors on the emergency scene and your basic skills, you're transitioning back to those basic skills and you're just connecting the dots, whether that's on an emergency medical or on a different type of emergency scene, the fire ground, et cetera. 
So let's look at how do we get to that point where we can create automaticity. And there's this cool thing that I just really heard about in a book called The Talent Code by Daniel Coyle. And I'll link that in the show notes description here about some new brain neuroscience that's happened here within the last 10 to 15 years, really. And they're studying a thing called myelin. So let's dive into what myelin is really quick. And myelin is basically like an insulator that wraps around the neurons and helps those synapses fire more effectively. So when we think about building superhighways in our brain or those habits that we have that we don't even think about, or maybe even that basic skills training, let's say ladder training, for example, where you can throw ladders without even thinking about it or forcing doors or stretching hose lines or pulling out your weapon if you're a police officer, all those sorts of things, you've developed enough myelin around those processes around that specific neural circuit that that is happening at hyperspeed. And one of the things I picked up from that talent code book was with myelin and when we have good myelin sheath around that neural circuit, we can increase processing speed by up to 3000 times. So basically the more myelin grows, the faster we're able to process synapses and electrical activity in our brains, which hopefully is accounting for positive results. But if we continue to stress and we continue to ruminate and we continue to create and sustain bad habits, then we're building myelin in an ineffective way that's actually hindering our performance overall. Because the fact of the matter is, is myelin doesn't care. It doesn't care if you're working on a positive habit or a negative habit or a positive mindset or a negative mindset. It's going to respond to actions in deep practice. And so if you have a negative mindset where you are apathetic or negative towards work, and sometimes you might even be saying that stuff out loud, it's not just happening in your brain, you are actually processing those, those neural circuits and responding to that deep practice of having a negative mindset towards whatever is occurring at that point in time. The other interesting thing that I learned about myelin here was myelin, you can't just unwrap it. So it's not like just taking tape off the spool and saying, oh, I'll just undo that. You actually have to build an entirely new neural circuit and then develop myelin to, to act as that electrical tape or that insulator around those neurons to help build maybe that new positive outlook, that new positive mindset, that new positive habit. And so it's not impossible to do, but just realize it takes long-term diligent practice, it takes that good hard work, and it also takes failure. So to activate those specific neural circuits, different things have to happen, but basically, it needs struggle, it needs failure, it needs success, and it needs reward for that myelin to actually start to build. So with this myelin concept in mind, just kind of take that into different situations. What is your approach towards work? What is your approach maybe towards admin tasks at work or different things at work? Um, what is your approach towards when the tones go off at work? What is your approach to physical fitness that maybe is relevant to your job? Again, what is your approach to sleep? What is your approach to home life? What is your approach to the relationship with yourself? What is your approach to rest and recovery? All those sorts of things are gonna play into this whole neural circuit superhighway thing. And just remember, as you're trying to build positive mindsets and positive approach and start to make that choice of, hey, I control my mindset, which means I can control today, I can win today with my mindset alone. Even if everything goes wrong, I can win today just through my mindset. But you're gonna start with that little teeny trail where you're gonna be kind of bushwhacking through the woods in, uh, in a grander scheme of things in brain science speak, 
And you might be competing against that super highway that's been built for many, 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 many years. So start to work on this concept and just realize like the harder you work and the more pain and struggle and effort that you have, it's no different than trying to build physical fitness or build muscle or anything like that. That's essentially the exact same thing that's happening with myelin in the brain. So what are a couple different ways that we can focus on training our mindset and as a byproduct, building this cool myelin sheath? So the, one of the easiest ways really is to actually conduct mindfulness. And so with mindfulness, um, that it, what it, the whole point of that is, is, is allowing your mind to learn how to be calm and to notice things, but not necessarily jump on them. So if rumination is a problem that you deal with, which a lot of us do, you know, things like talk therapy, peer support, all that stuff is amazing stuff, but a mindfulness practice might also help you out. And again, you can check out Headspace, you can check out Calm, you can get on YouTube. I know Spotify, Pandora, all of those have mindfulness things that are, that are out there. Some are paid, some are free. But mindfulness is a great way for us to start to train how to control our mind and at least pivot our mind. So once we become aware of what is that 70 to 80,000 thoughts I'm having in one day, now, how do I pivot that to my advantage? So most of the time, that pivot is going from a negative mindset to a positive mindset. And as humans, we are born to be a negative mindset. That's what's kept us safe. That's how our fight or flight or our parasympathetic and sympathetic response is built. It's, it trends us towards negative because it keeps us out of trouble. So being positive and having a positive mindset, a positive approach, really at the end of the day comes down to being a learned skill. So mindfulness is a great way to start to train that. It trains us to be in the present moment. It trains us to be able to focus on what's important, which has lots and lots and lots of positive benefit. Another way to train it is to do hard stuff like tactical fitness that's relevant. Okay, so make sure that when you're getting after it and you're, you're doing physical fitness, or if you're trying to get over that hump and get into a good physical fitness routine, reward yourself with, hey, maybe I'm not where I wanna be yet but I'm, I'm working towards that and today I won because I went to the gym or I got in the cold bath or I finally took a minute for myself as a rest and relaxation. Um, but think about like when you're doing specific tactical fitness and you're really getting after it and you're in that 80%, I guess really it could even be 60% or higher of your maximum heart rate, where does your mindset go? And your mindset's gonna start to trend negative of, oh, I just can't do one more. Oh, I need to rest a couple seconds longer. Because again, that is a safety mechanism that is built into us. And so that's, that's usually controlled from a thing called the glia cells, which is actually a quit response. We're not really gonna get into that brain science. Uh, but just realize that there's parts and pieces of in our neurochemistry, in our neurobiology, in our neuro, neurology that is intentionally built to make us stop and to make us be negative. So when we focus on, hey, can I get into a, a pretty tough workout and have a positive mindset throughout or chunk it up into manageable bits and not slow down the amount of work that I'm producing, you are winning that battle and you're gonna start to trend more and more and more towards positive mindset on things even when you haven't ever really seen that before on tasks that you don't like to do or things that you might be apathetic towards. Another way to train mindset is through the use of imagery. Um, some people would call that visualization, but I think imagery is more appropriate because it's not just the visual sense. When, when we perform imagery, we can really encapsulate all of our senses. We can 
We can hear it, we can see it, we can feel it, we can smell it, we can taste it. And that would be the difference between imagery and visualization. And so when we try to use imagery for mindset, think about those situations. Let's say you're coming up for promotion or you're gonna start to test for promotion. And maybe you have some stress around that or you have some test anxiety or things like that. So right away, if I say, oh, well, I have test anxiety, so I'm probably not gonna do very well. Do I have a positive mindset or do I have a negative mindset? Well, I get to choose on that one. So I might say, hey, in the past, I've struggled a little bit with some testing situations. However, I've put in the hard work. I've been working hard. I'm studying my policies and procedures. I know that I'm competent with my basic skills. I have mentors around me that are helping me. And so now I'm starting to build, hey, I have all of these positive things that are confidence builders, but it's changing my mindset from I have test anxiety, so I'm not going to do well, to I've been putting in the hard work. And now I can also say, hey, I know because I'm putting in the hard work and I've had some struggles in the past and I've overcome those struggles and now I'm changing my mindset. I'm building this cool myelin sheath that is going to help me be positive and to succeed further in the future. So Practice that in your imagery as well. So look at that testing situation and feel what it feels like to sit in the room. You can even feel what it feels like if you are in front of an oral board and you're, you're stumbling or they ask you a question and you have to sit in that silence that as the candidate, you really, really don't like. But to be honest, from being on the other side of that table, when there's silence, the interviewers, they don't really care about that. They're like, okay, at least he's able to, he or she is able to cognitively think, to calm down in a situation, to put some thoughts together. And those are the things, especially like in a promotional sense, that that board wants to see is, are they able to, to address challenge, to consciously think through that challenge, and then to come up and work to the best advantage. The thing with imagery is we always want to finish on a positive. So you can certainly use imagery and look at struggle like we're using in this test anxiety example. But when you finish, you want to see yourself winning. So you want to see yourself coming over that. So that way we're building, building that good neural circuit. We're starting to build that trail through the woods, which now becomes a two-track road, which becomes a, a dirt road, which becomes a paved road, which now becomes a super highway. And it shows me that I win. But I know along the way I'm going to experience struggle and I'm going to overcome that struggle. And so there's a really, really good way for us to use imagery and to get lots and lots of reps with nobody even knowing that you're doing it. Another great way to do this is, and we talked about this in episode nine, psychological detachment from work is that end of day journal. And so you can really start to write down and capture um, and put pen to paper in a journal that says, hey, here's three wins that I had today. And when we talk about wins, wins are correlated to a positive mindset. And so don't write those things down that were maybe struggles or you write those things down of, hey, today was a win because I struggled with this and this is how I came out on top. Or if mindset is something you really want to work at and, and controlling your thought life is something that you really want to work at here in 2024, you start to write down those wins. And again, we're starting to build that myelin sheath around those positive neural circuits that we're building and those things will start to grow. And then those other circuits that we've had forever, they'll still show up every once in a while, but we're, it's gonna be easier for us to exit that super highway and get back on the positive mindset highway. So start to pay attention to what's your thought life. What are those 70 to 80,000 thoughts? What do they consist of? And are they helping you or are they hindering your progress? 
and really start to intentionally choose to have that positive mindset. And then also help coach those around you. And I'm not talking about like coming in there and everything is all rainbows and unicorns all the time. And oh, it's always the good ship. That's not what I'm talking about at all. But how can I approach situations that are sticky, that are difficult, that maybe I don't agree with, especially in the in the business or the, the work world, the emergency services world? How can I approach those things to change my attitude and make this a positive at the end of the day? So get out there, try to train this stuff, start to pay attention, especially when you're doing tactical fitness or you're doing things that are hard or when you're doing things that you're really apathetic about, maybe writing reports or, uh, or you know, it's performance review season, that sort of stuff where maybe not a lot of us are super excited about that. But maybe you can start to change your mindset about that and say, hey, this is actually important or this is a job requirement. So I'm going to I'm going to do the best that I possibly can and make sure that I do the job that I'm tasked to do, even on things that I don't necessarily want to do. Try that imagery trick and see if you can start to change and use imagery to say, hey, can I forecast in a positive way things I can I can start to see struggle? Um, or if you have things that you're hesitant, whether it's basic skills training or promotional processes or things like that, how can I change my mindset from a negative to a positive one using the imagery, um, five senses, full immersion, and then I can see myself winning and I can start to build those positive mindsets. And then that end of the day journal, just write down three wins for the day and that's really, really gonna help you out as well. So thank you for spending your valuable time with us. We really, really appreciate the support. Please rate, review, follow, and share this episode with somebody that you think might need to hear it. You can blame it on me. You can say, hey, Kevin sent me this specifically to pass on to you. Um, and just blame it on me if you, if you think there's somebody out there that really could use this sort of thing. And I think we all can use this sort of positive mindset reminder along the way in all of our careers. So please consider rating and reviewing the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast. It really does help us on all the podcast channels to help spread this show and smash on that follow button so you never miss one of these weekly episodes. Stay smart. Thank you for listening to the Firefighter Craftsmanship Podcast where we give you real tools to train ultimate human performance both on and off the emergency scene. You can find more information on our webpage at firefightercraftsmanship.com, including all the classes that we offer, and there's plenty of free resources and training on the site as well. Reach out to us on social media, including Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to have a conversation and figure out how we can help you achieve your goals. Stay smart. Stay smart.